It is 7 p.m. and you know what that means. You're on with a blonde and a Rob. Hey, Rob. Rob with headphones, just trying out these headphones tonight. Hi. And how are those working for you? It's different. It's super loud. Um, but I like it. I don't know. Yeah. I think I like it. No, good. Noise canceling. What is the point of headphones for you? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Normally <laughs> when I like just produce and it would be fine to wear them in the background. So I don't know if I'll wear them all night, but they're they're on right now. Yeah. Well, I don't care what people think about my headphones. Hmm. Well, we we approve. We approve here <laughs> on Paranormally Blonde. Um, we were off last Monday as I was traveling back from a fantastic weekend. We did, Rob and I and Danny were uh, in Rockland, Massachusetts, doing the East Coast Para Expo. And we found ourselves a nice little guest that we're going to be um, introducing you all to. If you followed any of the lives that day um, at the expo, you probably caught the last one, which was a little round table with myself, Rob, Joe, Renone, and uh, Matt Warner of uh, the Warner Paranormal Preservation Society. And Ian, was our moderator and he was so fantastic and everybody totally loved him. And we were like, we got to get him on. Like we got to get him on and talk to him a little bit. So super excited about that. But before we join our guests, we should say hello to everybody on the side. Let's do it. Let's do it. Wait, who's doing it? <laughs> All right. I thought you would do it. All right. I don't remember. I'm doing so many shows now. We've got, Stacy, my man Stacy. Yeah. Professor T in the house. Professor T, the remote viewing guru. We've yeah. got, I'll put it up anyway. This guy, Ian Murphy, just yeah, Ian stalking mm. us. <laughs> we've got, we've got this one. Giggles. Yeah. I love we love Danny Giggles Marie. She's awesome. We've got Melissa's music. <laughs> <laughs> there she is. Melissa Busy Hands in the house. Yes, she is in the house. We have the hoot. The hoot who's calling me clever. She can't. I mean, clearly I'm clever, but hoot. I just went and added two hoodies to the cart. You should be able to as well. There are 400 in stock. So I like how you put up that particular D hoot. Because the first one is a good evening all, but you wanted to oh, I missed clever. it. I missed <laughs> it. But she's not wrong. Let's she's see. We've wrong. got from Windsor, Ontario, or Ontario, wherever you're from. Uh, Ontario. Ontario, the paranormal voice. I'm assuming this is Dale, my man. Dale. That, is, that is Dale Quigley all day long. All day long. We've got the Sandy Lynn Pickle, Pickel. There she is. Hey, Sandy. We've got a Kim. Well, might, might be Kim. I'm Billups. I will, it is, yeah, I was gonna say it is Kim for sure. I'm going to say Kim Billups. That's who I think. Or is. or is it Kim Murphy? Oh, could be Kim Murphy. Could be. Could, could be. be. Could be keeping an eye yeah. on her, man. She could be um, right here. Yeah, Jenny, where you been? It just means you don't watch the show. So I've been producing this show for a month or oh. three now. I don't know. Yeah. 
Yeah. I don't know. I'll probably be fired after tonight. That's okay. We got the <laughs> Russ Diver. Oh, there's Russ. I don't know why we're going to regret it, but he's here. We've got Travis Martin. Travis, how are you? I just saw Travis just put up a beautiful video. Um, Travis, you Looks were like on it. a bike. Yeah, he was on a bike and he had the video going and it was it looked like a beautiful day. So thank you for that share. It was nice to see. I saw it. We got Mr. Michael Greer. Hey, Greer, what's going on? And it was your, Kim Murphy. Your boy, your boy knows shit. There's 13 viewers, zero hearts or likes. So you're all fired. Look at um, Russ is like already getting us like prepared to put Ian up here, but I'm not no. scared. Are you nervous? No. Yeah. Um, clearly he hasn't. Oh, there's a heart. I just saw a heart come in. No, I'm not nervous. Listen, we've handled bigger beasts before. Yeah, that was Russ Diver, by the way, that gave us some love. I don't know. This oh. is kind of no, I could actually check, I could see that. Yeah, you just hover. I didn't know that. I love yeah, that. You just hover. And then over here, you can see where everybody's watching from. So it's almost equal, almost equal. I, so, yeah, I love that. Yeah, I'm excited. This was um, <clears throat> we had such a great time right there at the East Coast Para Expo at HeartSelf Hall in Rockland, Massachusetts. And um, it was it was awesome because he had some of his teammates right there helping him out. And um, Ian, we kind of gave Ian a little a little shit because he wasn't wearing wasn't wearing any uh merch he didn't have his his no logo merch. on yeah. zero merch zero merch not repping anybody except no. himself and i commend him for that because ian doesn't yeah. need to rep ian no. ian reps ian yeah ian or reps ian. ian it's that he already went over this on today's live so okay <laughs> um why don't we bring up our friend ian and well, wait, you what? got a haircut. You got a haircut. And I'm sure people Me? on the side, oh, yeah, yeah, do I don't they? know if the side S noticed it. They did. Thank you, Danny. Gave me compliment on it. It's a little oh. shorter. It's a little bit shorter. I went a little crazy with, you know, whatever. But um, yeah, it was time to get a little bit cut off. And and then it, in about two weeks, it will be exactly where I want it to be. So thank you, Danny, for noticing. And thank you, Rob, for it's because I took two hours off today. I took two hours off today to get my hair done. So yeah, Ian wearing the shirt. He's uh, he's not for everyone, he says. Hey, Sam, he's not for everybody. But but you are, Ian, and we're so excited you're here. So thank you so much for taking time out of your of your busy schedule to come join Paranormally Blonde tonight. Thank you for having me. It's an absolute pleasure. I appreciate you guys and the kind words about the moderation. You know, you guys actually carried that with good conversation and, and you know, thoughtful responses. So it's pretty easy when you have somebody that's actually thinking about what they have to say and, and really <laughs> passionate about what they believe. So, you know, if for, as, for as much as you want to say I did a good job, I think I had a really good panel. Uh, and it was a pretty easy, easy task to do well with that group. Well, thank you. But, you know, it it's not easy, I think, to moderate something like that. You know, you never know what's going to come out of it. And it was almost like that wasn't even really a planned thing, by the way, folks. That wasn't like we had days or weeks or whatever that was oh my gosh matt's like we're gonna do this round table do you want to be in it and then they're like ian's gonna moderate and so you just don't you know i didn't i didn't know but it was like you were prepared as if you've known this was happening for months 
No, maybe 14 hours at most. I knew that it may have happened, um, but it wasn't until that morning that we actually knew it was going to happen. Um, I thrive in chaos, though. That's kind of my <laughs> happy place. Um, yeah. Like I just when things are going sideways, I'm usually at my at my best. Uh, you put me in a very calm situation and I'm usually distracted and can't deliver. Oh. Well, let's make it chaotic. Um, we got to meet you at the expo, but for everybody on the side that doesn't know, who is Ian? Who is Ian Murphy? Uh, honestly, um, I don't have like a blurb. I don't have a who I am real, like a profile or anything like that. Um, somebody that has experienced paranormal things and odd things my entire life. Um, I've run the uh, the gauntlet of faith and religion and spirituality. Um, took me a long time to kind of find my sweet spot of where I'm most comfortable, what I believe and what I can justify to myself. Um, and I think a lot of it came from like, yes, I'm an asshole, an idiot savant. Thank you, Russ. Uh, yeah, no, I've, I've never been called kind or nice. Um, I'm, I'm typically kind, but not nice. Um, I, I just call it as I see it. And, you know, truthfully, I think that a lot of the time in this field, um, I really enjoy being on this side of it because I don't feel the need to prove anything to anyone. Um, and you know, my methods and, and how I approach interacting with the other side, I think is really, really different than a lot of folks. Um, Actually, I know it is. I don't think I've ever met anybody that kind of approaches it the same way I do. Um, but yeah, I think that um, I've, I've been really lucky to be in a group of people that really don't give a shit what other people think. Um, and so I've been able to really kind of just be myself and, and approach things the way that I feel is the appropriate way for me. Not the appropriate way, but the appropriate way for me. So... Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, I agree here with Danny, you don't shy away from from hard conversations. And um, it is nice. And you're fairly new. I think I feel like you said you've been at the paranormal this way for about a year and a half. Uh, in the in that range. Yeah, I've been um, attending events for the better part of two or three years now. Um, only really getting more actively engaged over the past like seven months. Um, okay. Yeah, feel really lucky. Got to be uh, added to that one. It's so weird to do this in reverse. The Warner <laughs> Paranormal Preservation Society, uh, Matt Warner, has given me a tremendous opportunity to really get more involved and uh, and really step up and, and be mm -hmm. really a more interactive voice mm -hmm. in, in the paranormal field. Um, so, yeah, I'm really, really happy about the time that I've spent so far. And, and I got to give my wife a ton of credit, too, because... She is a scaredy cat. Uh, she is absolutely here a bump and run kind of person. Yeah. Uh, and she is shoulder to shoulder with us every time we go into somewhere. And yeah, she's she's hanging tough with it as well. I love that. Um, so, okay. There, you know, I don't know if people could tell this, if you did watch the um, round table and listen to Ian, I mean, I feel like we shouldn't just ask ridiculously easy questions here like this needs to be like you really kind yeah. of take paranormal in a whole different direction right um 
so gosh, where, how should we, where should we start here, Rob? What's something that really stood out for you when we met Ian? I feel like we uh, need to challenge him. Yeah, no, that, that <laughs> could, in itself could be a challenge. Um, <laughs> you know, what stood out for me, I think, was you know, stepping outside with Ian a few times and, and talking sort of next level, right, for, um, you know, how what took me a long, long time and understanding he's not, you know, been doing this for a decade or more or whatever. Um, you know, I started talking to Ian about Seek and, and like going back into the early years of mm -hmm. existence and he was right on top of that shit. So just it was just an unusual pairing there because not everybody kind of thinks that same way so for me that was that what i what i do dig about him is is all the things that have been said already but i don't know i feel like he's got this deeper understanding uh he presents well and mm -hmm. um he's he's but not obnoxious about it like <laughs> like other people so it was just, that was it. I mean, I don't even know where to start. Like what drew you into this to begin with? What was your first experience? So my first experience actually is before my first experience, uh, before I was actually cognitively able to experience is I got secondhand stories of things that were occurring around me from a very early age. Um, my uncle was in a very bad car accident when I was, on the way I, my wife my mom was like eight months pregnant or something like that um and uh my my mother and father actually took over my uncle's apartment because he was hospitalized he was in a coma uh and he ended up passing before i was born and while they were there um they would hear banging on the door they would hear windows cracking open they'd be it, it was all sorts of things clearly trying to get into the house mm -hmm. so middle of the winter they'd hear banging on the doors go open the door no footprints in the snow um and that finally culminated uh when i was about three or four months old um and one of them left like the bedroom window latch open um and so they came in at like three o'clock in the morning um it was like march i believe um and up here in new england march is not a warm month yeah. Uh, but by all accounts, uh, the room had stayed warm and the window was open for, you know, no one really knew how long. And after that, all the instances and circumstances stopped. But all through my childhood, um, just odd things would happen. You know, um, we'd be camping. We had a we had a camper when I was a kid and uh, I really wanted to stay. I was having an amazing time. And then all of a sudden the camper keys would go missing for two days and we'd have to stay there a few more nights um and just odd things throughout my life my wife actually has experienced one with a radio and again i'm not saying and this is this is one thing rob that i think i talked to you about and and sarah as well at the expo is um i don't always believe that <laughs> i don't always believe that uh something happened but i always believe that people experienced something happening okay so did it happen for everyone the same no 
-hmm. I think that everyone did, you know, people do experience things. Um, and I am not discrediting their experience, their perceptions or what they felt or what they know to be true for them. Um, but my wife and I had a radio turn on that was unplugged and didn't operate on batteries after we were fighting with the thing to keep the volume down. We've had weird experiences. I had, uh, I guess uh, you call it a full body apparition appear to me in my bedroom door all the way through my teenage years. Uh, I got to the point where I just called him Bob and would have conversations with him. Um, you know, and that, uh, you know, I've, as years went on, I actually started describing who it was. Uh, it wasn't until I was an adult that I had a conversation with my father about it. And uh, turns out I was describing my Uncle Eddie to a T who had passed mm -hmm. away before I was born. Um, I've never seen a picture of my Uncle Eddie to this day. Never seen a photograph of the man. Um, but I know exactly what he looks like. So there are things that happen in my life that can't be explained by me or anyone else around me. So that to me is a paranormal situation. It's my personal experience. And there are plenty of people out there that can completely discredit every single thing that's happened to me, but it doesn't invalidate what I've experienced or what I believe. Um, I think also growing up the way that I did, um, grew up in a very volatile home, um, not a lot of safety. Um, I was never in danger, but the emotional dynamic wasn't good. Um, and so there was a lot of volatility in the house. There was a lot of anger in the house. And as a coping mechanism, I just from a, psych, a psychological perspective, I had to develop coping mechanisms that made me heightened uh, to emotional disturbances, energies in the room, and really having that kind of trauma response and that coping mechanism of being hyper aware of my surroundings, I think also led to me noticing things and being open to experiencing things that others may have been able to shut out or tune out. This all seems very like a lot of years of knowledge put into a very, like everything you're talking about is exactly what seek with your soul sort of dives into, right? We talk about the childhood traumas. We talk about, um, like things you're talking about, you you said something very, to me, very wise. And that is things happened, but it was secondhand information for you. And we've had those conversations where, you know, so many people say, yes, my very first experience was when I was two years old. And the reality mm -hmm. is, is most of us to almost every one of us cannot remember two years old. You're just not not in great detail because there's no way you can understand the concept of what was happening. Right. So it's interesting that you right away are OK with saying, look, here's some things that happened. But this is secondhand information for me, because you would have been too young to understand that. Yeah. How do you think you got here so quickly, Ian? I wouldn't say it was quick. Um I actually give uh, my wife a ton of credit for it. Uh, she endured me through my very self-centered years. Um, and I was able to come out of that very introspectively, um, and just really started drilling down on myself a lot. And I, I also love psychology of behavior and, you know, the easy, yeah, yes, I, I would, I would hope those years are over on um, my wife being very funny in the comment section. Um, they're about to restart. I'm famous now. Um, but, uh, 
No, I think that uh, for me, the easiest access to a study or a patient was myself. And so really diving into why I was behaving certain ways, why I was thinking certain things and being just hypercritical over my response to external influences just really started informing a lot of my perspectives and beliefs. I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, I say very, very candidly that I am of Christian faith. Um, I practice it through almost a Taoist uh, perspective. Um, and I have been kicked out of more churches than I've been invited to. Um, because I just, I don't like a lot of the things that they're saying. Um, and so for me, it's, it's a journey of just like self-awareness. Uh, I think one of the funnest things about being, uh, a, a non-denominational Christian or non-doctoral Christian, which is kind of what I most identify as is I don't have a doctorate of faith. I just have a hierarchy of belief um, is I don't know shit and I'm wrong. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm wrong every. And that I think is the foundation of being able to actually understand or to accept the things that I've seen, that I've experienced, that other people have seen and experienced um, is we are so infinitesimally small in a universe that is unimaginably large. Mm-hmm. And to think that we have even a fraction of a percent of understanding of what's actually going around us is one of the most arrogant concepts we could have. It is incredibly egotistical to think that we have any idea of what's happening around us. Mm-hmm. I mean, we are limited by our senses. We are limited to our experiences. We're limited to our neighborhoods, our circles, our our education. We have nothing but barriers between us and what's actually going on. And so for me, it was just accepting that, like, I really don't know what's going on. And I, uh, no, I didn't admit I was wrong. I, I admitted I don't know. There's a difference. Uh, I'm never wrong. I'm never wrong because I don't. You know, I don't, I don't say things that are wrong ever. Um, <laughs> but no, it's it, it really is when it comes to the world around us. I think that it's just there's so much out there that we'll never understand. And our brains just aren't capable of understanding it <laughs> because we're so tied to the physicality of who we are and, and where we are that the concept of what we are and where we're going is just so beyond our cognitive ability. Yikes. So that to me explains where your really, really good questions uh, when moderating come from, right? Because not a lot of people think that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I mean, I'll be honest. And, uh, you know, coming from a place of trauma and a, a place of like tremendous childhood hurt, that was one of the biggest healers for me, too, is like, I don't have control over anyone or anything mm-hmm. outside of my reaction to them. Mm-hmm. And I'm not responsible for any of them. Mm-hmm. And so I can take ownership over me mm-hmm. and I can try and expand who I am and, and heal who I am and move forward as a better version of me. Mm-hmm. And every step in that direction 
is a foundation that I'm building of who I want to be, not who I was. So it, mm -hmm. it's stripping the anchors of who we were so that we can build who we want to be and who, who we desire to be. And part of that is just admitting ignorance. Mm -hmm. That's something that's probably very hard for the paranormal community, though, as a whole, especially those out there on social media and, you know, us sharing our journeys a little bit more openly, right? Like before it was a little more underground. Now, right, we all have books. We all have a show. We all have, you know, social media platforms. You know. Yeah, we share to the and that's, nth that's, degree. And, 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 that's, and that's, I think, I, I think if I were to be sad about anything, that would be it, is that in a world where we have so many platforms that everybody's voice matters. Mm -hmm. um, and I do, I do that important, but you know, my voice is irrelevant to 99.9% .9 of the people, you know? Um, and I openly accept that and understand that. And so there's no ego attached to it for me, but you have all these people that are on Instagram and, and TikTok and, and YouTube that, have these tremendous egos that just they're and they don't even realize it. They don't they don't even internalize it or self reflect long enough to realize that they're compromising their credibility. They're compromising their their integrity for those clicks, for those likes, for that interaction, and and they're bleeding, they're hemorrhaging their soul for the sake of this social acceptance that really shouldn't matter and doesn't matter. You know, I. I've told ghost stories and paranormal stories my entire life and I've gotten some really weird looks and I've gotten some really like negative responses from people. Those are people I don't care about. Like I, I, I had a conversation with a gentleman that we work with um, over at the house of hurt and pain. And one of the things I said, cause he, cause he had asked me about some of the things I've been through and, and everything like that. And I, I talked about, a time that I was particularly vindictive when I was younger. Uh, and he goes, Oh, you got to let me know if you ever get me that, if I ever get you that angry. And my response was, you aren't close enough to me to ever get me that angry. Hmm. And that was, I think another big thing too, is understanding who's close to you, who's friendly with you and who's your friend, right? Mm -hmm. They're very different things. And so in this community specifically, there's a lot of people that are friendly that like to pretend to be friends that are just looking for the moment to bag on you. And, and I mean, you guys had a live about it earlier today. I've, you know, I've been involved in a paranormal group for like six months and I don't know how many times I've seen it already. It's, yeah. it's sad. Like I just, I, I think yeah. in a group, that is in an environment where we're constantly looking mm -hmm. to the other side and we're constantly looking to engage mm -hmm. someone that might be lingering or an energy that might be lingering due to pain or, or due to their experience here. We are bringing so much of that pain to the situation that we are just fueling pain for whatever is there. Mm -hmm. But this is right. This is part of, you know, I, 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 you're definitely a breath of fresh air here, right? Like you're the person that Rob and I, we've, we've talked about this while we're, we're expanding our, our 
beliefs and our exploration and paranormal, right? It's nice to have somebody be able to be just not, well, this is what, this is what a ghost is, or this is what happens when, you know, you have a paranormal experience, right? So it is, it's a, it's a beautiful thing to have somebody like you speak up, Ian, because I think we are in this one, I think you have some people fighting for their experiences to be validated. We see that. We see that often, right? And then we have those who are, and it's sort of what you're touching on here, a little bit opportunistic. You're right. I think we use the term friend and family um, sometimes a little too loosely in the paranormal. There are those who will you know, they're just looking for that opportunity. And if you no longer serve that purpose, they move on and, and that's okay. Um, but in the end, it doesn't get us closer to what it is you're discussing, right? To what you are talking about, which is we don't, none of us know, none of us have the final answer here. So what is wrong with, I don't know, opening up and tearing down some things and opening up that conversation to really understand what it is we don't know to get us a little bit closer to knowing something than what we've been discussing. And, and I, I would be, and to me, I would be cautious about using the word knowing, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like maybe experiencing, because we don't know, right? Mm -hmm. Like even if we think we know, we probably don't. Right. You know, and so I, I don't know, I, I, I guess it, it's, it's easy to seem right when you're so vague, you can't be wrong. Um, <laughs> Good point. You know, and and so for me, it's just it's mm -hmm. the moment I start saying I know something. That's when the walls go up. Right. Like I know this. I, I know this is what happens when we die. Well, no, I don't because I haven't died. Right. Right. So, and it, right. Yeah. So how? So how? Okay. So you're kind of throwing some big stuff out here for everybody's like, wait, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, we're going to go super fast through all of it. We only have an hour. Yeah. Welcome to my TED Talk. So, oh, we, this, is, this, is, this is my show. We can go as long as we want. My producer can be right there helping us out. Um, what we... I, I, okay, so I'm trying to wrap my head around this because you're you're kind of taking it right... You're stripping it even further down to the bare bones. Oh, why did he go? Why did he just leave? I think he's like, all right, well, I'm going to take a nap halfway through this because uh, we're going to hey, yeah. um, What the hell? Um, yeah, so this is stripping it right down, right? This is stripping it down to um, yeah. to the bare bones. And I think this is what kind of makes people a little bit uncomfortable, right? Because you do suddenly sort of take away all those things all those things that we have been taught in our religious belief, right? In our culture belief. Um, so when you have these conversations, what, what, <laughs> yeah, where did, where did he go? He was part of the show. Yeah. Um, and well, I, and, and I will say this just real quick. I'm going to jump in and say the one thing. Yeah. You guys, just give me a visual cue to stop talking because I will go forever. I will ride yeah. on a topic until, until it comes off the rails. No, I don't know where he just went. Um, yeah, so, um, yeah, you know, I think when we strip something down like this, like when we strip something down to the bare bones and we have to remove our religious belief, our culture belief, our family belief system in the paranormal, 
that gets a little uncomfortable, right? Because it is what you're saying. It's, it is, it is one of those situations where you suddenly are like, okay, wait, I, now I am left to really understand, to be left alone with my own thoughts, to be left alone with my own experiences, to just really, like you said, stop knowing and just experience it. Mm -hmm. So how do yeah. you feel when you have these conversations with people? How do people respond to you with that? Like, do you feel like people get uncomfortable? Well, I think, yeah. I, I mean, isn't that the goal? Like, I mean, you know, it, it's, and again, you know, my perspective on life a little bit different, you know, uh, discomfort is where growth happens and, you know, it, it's where self-reflection takes place. You know, being alone with your thoughts is one of the scariest things for people um, mm -hmm. because you're confronted with who you are and who you are doesn't always line up with who you want to be and doesn't always line up with who you present as. And mm -hmm. so I think for me, I... I enjoy making people uncomfortable. Um, <laughs> I really do. Um, I think it's, you know, and again, you know, I'm not for everybody, uh, <laughs> but I, I think truthfully, when you're uncomfortable, mm -hmm. it's the easiest to be honest with yourself and the people around you. When you're very comfortable, you can, you can buy the lie, you know, you can, yeah. you can convince yourself of anything. Um, and I, and I think when you're when you're comfortable, especially in this field, you you strive to keep that comfort. Mm -hmm. And I think that's when you start to compromise, and okay. and that's where and that's where the cracks start. You know, I'm not saying that's like where the where it floods, and that's not. Right. You know, you're not going to out here. You're not going to be out here kicking tables, claiming a ghost is moving <laughs> it. But right. I, I think that that's it's the little compromises that build up to the big one, right? And so. Mm -hmm. I, I think that being uncomfortable is a critical part of not only life, but also with paranormal investigation. Like I, I've been uncomfortable in places. Um, I've never felt like there was any kind of like evil or anything like that. But um, yeah, dis discomfort is key. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Or uncomfortability. I don't want to say discomfort. I don't want to think people are out here like, you know, poking themselves with needles or anything it, like that. It is a little different, right? Discomfort, uncomfortable, two different yeah, things. Yeah, uncomfortability. I, I don't even know if that's a word. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, yeah. Ian, are you are you a very blunt person? What do you, how do you answer uh, yeah. that, Ian? <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, uh, to a fault at times. Um, yeah. It's I'm a very direct person. I like things being laid out very, very clearly. I mean, just a minute ago, I told you guys just to tell me to shut up. Like, don't <laughs> don't don't be nice about it. Just like just, you know, give me the give me the signal. Um, and it's actually a really fun conversation I got to have with my now boss, who is amazing. I love my job. I love the team I'm on. Um, but uh, she was very much the whole passive beat around the bush kind of person. And, and I sat her down one day and I was like, look, this isn't going to work. Um, I need you to bullet point every single thing, be super direct, be super blunt. Do not worry about my feelings. This is not emotional. This is just, this is what we're doing in the moment. And I'm not going to take anything personal. And I think that's another thing too, is like, nothing is personal, like, especially here through cameras and microphones. It's, it's not personal. Yeah. And so like everyone wants to, I don't know, everybody feels the way they feel, you know, whether it's attacked or slighted mm -hmm. or pushed away or anything like that. It's not personal. Like 
it, mm. it's just it, it's just it's just I don't know I, I don't know how to quantify it or put it into words so then how does that how does that influence how you investigate I've never seen you investigate uh, yeah yeah well you kind of have um so I well, um I <laughs> yeah it, it, does it stop but um no so <laughs> I think we talked about how I investigate a little bit didn't we we talked yeah but I haven't okay. witnessed it about witness well we were investigating over at tk o'shea's so <laughs> i i have a lot of voices that run in run in my head not not schizophrenia but i have severe adhd so i have thoughts that go a million miles an hour faster than i can keep up with and so i get distracted very easily i get off my train of thought very easily um and so one thing i do is I need to quiet myself and I need to calm myself and I need to open myself up to the experience. And one of the ways that I do that is I'll have a couple of drinks before an investigation or during. Um, and <laughs> I'll get myself to a nice little sweet spot. Um, and and truthfully, I'll just, I'll hang out and, and just let things come to me. I'm not there to search anything out. Um, well, if you like D hoot, I can kick back down to the Southern drawl that I used to have when I was living in North Carolina. It ain't an issue. Uh, I can go right into it. We can we can talk like we from Winston Salem again. Um, but no, I I I'm all about receiving. I, I'm I'm not actively trying to run anything down. I'm not trying to corner anything or really grill it about any questions. I'm here to experience whatever is there and and whatever is trying to be noticed right mm -hmm. anything that is trying to reach out or communicate because there's got to be a reason behind it um i don't know what that is and so if i'm busy going in with my own agenda going mm -hmm. in with my own desire to find prove and quantify um if I feel like I'm gonna I'm gonna block out what's actually trying to come through because I'm gonna be pushing so much of my own energy and so much of my own thought that I'm just not gonna pull in mm -hmm. what they're trying to send. And so it's a little bit more passive. Um, and and definitely I don't often see people outside of like old exorcism movies take a swig off a flask while around ghosts. Mm -hmm um but it just it works for me and it and it quiets my own energy and my own thoughts and and allows me to really just kind of pull things in do you like equipment at all then uh so funny enough uh that's how i got really involved with warner uh i love equipment from the building stance mm -hmm. like i love making equipment i love functionality of equipment and and the purpose of equipment uh, mm -hmm. I have equipment. I have like a little box of like, I got my EMF recorder. Um, I have a thermal, I have night vision. I have uh, my little audio recorders. I have my little cat balls. I have all the stuff and I never use it. Yeah. Um, it was fun the first two or three times. Um, but outside of that, I'm not there. I'm not a scientist. I, I'm not some kind of 
PhD coming in for a quantitative analysis of spiritual activity with a case study revolving around the metaphysics of afterlife interaction. <laughs> I am there to experience whatever is there. Yeah. Right? I, I'm there to have an experience and have an interaction potentially. Mm -hmm. You can't do that without being in the moment. And I think just like sitting around a table with friends, having a real conversation, mm -hmm. you can't do that from behind a piece of technology. Yeah, I love this question from Trevor. Um, do you get what he's saying there as far as do you feel like the structure of how equipment is built? Is that similar to how our body um, simulates that equipment? Like, and I, you know, like, I feel like when we no, talk I, about a K2 meter, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, That's you have the EMF fields, you have the, you have the temperature gauges, you have all of these, all of these data points that are constantly coming to us on a subconscious level that can mm -hmm. be quantified on a piece of equipment. Mm -hmm. And I think that I'll give an analogy, Trevor, right? Uh, has everybody heard an air raid siren? Mm -hmm. Many times. Okay. You want me to make, do it, you make think, the sound? Can you do, do you it? Think, do you think a 15-year-old now mm -hmm. is going to have the same reaction to an air raid siren as a 15-year-old in 1945 London? No. Well, it's a piece of equipment that's producing a response in response to something that's going on, except it has vastly different context. Mm -hmm. And so I think when we rely too much on the equipment, we're stripping the context. So you can have, oh, somebody's leaving. Um, but you can have some, you can have a response <laughs> to an EMF field, right? Uh -huh. You can have a physical response to an EMF field. People living under power lines experience it all the time. You know, they feel nausea, they feel headaches, they feel discomfort and everything like that. And then someone else can walk on the same property with a reader, right? Uh -huh. And they're going to say, oh, the reason you feel all these things is there's an electrical field here and they're going to logic it away. Uh-huh. Whereas the person that's just been feeling this has been in it, right? Mm -hmm. And they may have contextualized it on themselves for themselves. Now, you can translate that into the paranormal investigation side where you don't feel anything, you don't receive anything, but the meter says something's there. Yeah. And so something's now there. Right. That you haven't experienced, that you haven't felt. <laughs> yeah, there we go. There's the air raid sound. There we go. You're like when silent hill. Um, but to me, I think I think that equipment honestly can create false positives. Mm -hmm. and, sure. and and in a field that's all about experience and credibility, mm -hmm. false positives are worse than false negatives. Yeah. And so I would rather come away from a situation and say nothing is going on and be wrong uh -huh. than saying something is going on and, and just taking it and on. And be wrong. 
<laughs> yeah, just taking it on the fact that my nine volt battery was tweaking out one day. And so oh. now my K2 meter went crazy. My REM pod was lighting up like a Christmas tree because it was on its low battery setting. Mm-hmm. But I have it on video, so it had to have happened. Um, Plus, we all have our cell phones on as we walk around, you know, using Wi-Fi or 5G while we, you know, are videotaping what we're doing. Um, all right, so the voices in my head, to clarify, um, I use that as a, as a phrase, and I really need to change my language around that because I'm not actually hearing any voices in my head. I'm just thinking like random thoughts and like I could be in the middle of an investigation and if I'm not in right headspace, I'm thinking about, you know, how would World War II have changed if somebody took a left-hand turn instead of a right-hand turn? Like my head is all over the place with the ADHD. So when I say the voices, it's not like a Harley Quinn, I'm actually hearing voices (laughs) thing. Um, No, and, and I'll be honest, a lot of, the experiences I've had, because I think that that's where the root of the question is coming from, is like what I'm actually taking in and experiencing. It's Mm -hmm. all on a very instinctual level. Um, It isn't a voice. It isn't a word. It isn't a sound. It's um, I I learned the word for it from Danny at our para expo. Uh, (laughs) And I don't remember what it is now. Clara. Clara audience. Clara audience. Claire Cognizant. Thank you, Danny. Sorry. Thank you. Thank you, Danny. Um, I just kind of know things. Um, that's all. Just I, I I have a feeling, I have a gut instinct. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just know stuff that I probably shouldn't. Mm-hmm. I'm so, go, Rob. No, it's okay. Go ahead. No, no, you go. Well, Hoot's got game cameras, which I don't know why that intrigues me. Because so, you're looking for Sam Squanch. Yeah, well, she's, in, she's in Central Texas, and so she game game cameras there. I can only imagine oh. what she's catching. That's Chupacabra yeah. territory. Skin yeah, well, I'm just curious, you know, why why she even has them out there. So that is uh, that's interesting. We're gonna have to have Hoot on one day to also to. I need to understand. What the hell is going on with D Hoot? Um, go ahead, Tara. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, um, I think I'm just really curious with everything that you're talking about. Um, you know, when you see the word demon used, or we talk about what that could mean in the greater picture of paranormal, how what what does that mean to an Ian Murphy? What when you hear the Not word a demon? Goddamn thing. Okay. But you, and you must I use that I use that terminology actually appropriately. In speaking about demons, because uh, in theory they've been damned by God. Um, <laughs> no, I, I think it's nonsense. I, I think the concept of demons is something profoundly internal in humanity, and we've needed a reason for the evil that we see and and and, and the malice that we've experienced. And instead of taking accountability, it's a lot easier to say that it's a demon. Um, and so I, I, I actually think I said this to, to Rob a couple of weeks ago was the only demon you bring, the only demon that's in any location is the one that you're carrying with you. Um, and that's your, that's your own demons entering the evil and the malice is 
things about to me and again this is i want to preface this this is just me this is you can have demons that is that is your right um but for me is it i have not experienced an evil entity i have not felt a malice or a hostility um because i i I think that i am a bit interest more introspective um but i think that people that go in and feel that evil right and they feel that immediate malice there's something that you're carrying that you haven't healed that you haven't accepted that you haven't taken accountability for and it's just projecting and whatever energy is in that place in that house in that tunnel in that shadow mm-hmm. is only reflecting the things that you haven't verbalized the things that you haven't confronted and so i think the concept of a demon is nonsense um I just, I, I don't think that there's a, there's a place for it. I, I, I don't think in our existence, like, but again, I don't know. So, I mean, there might be demons and uh, one might stop me on my way to my car tonight uh, as I'm heading home. Um, unlikely, but possible, right? right? right. So not impossible. Um, yeah, I think, I think demon is just a really good clickbait word. And, and that's about it. Um, I I think it gets people riled up and, you know, the CW has a really great show about Lucifer and Supernatural is a wonderful series about demons and angels and ghosts and and Chupacabra and everything. Rob's watching that. Rob's watching Supernatural now. He's becoming a show. Absolutely love it. The 67. It's a stupid ass show. Stop it. I will never. Oh, you're gonna, you're gonna make some enemies. I, I've said some. I've said some things that are gonna upset some people. But Rob, you're gonna start a war with an entire family. Yeah, I think no supernatural idea scale. That's fine. I'm I'm constantly no at war anyway. My wife just left people. alive now. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, she put Benny to bed, so it's all good. Yeah. Um, and uh, yes, I've I have I have experienced Annabelle, and no negativity came off it for me. Holy cow, the, the comments are flying in here. Yeah, like wait, let's catch up here for a minute, Ian. We we Yeah. All right, slow down, Ian. Jesus. God damn. <laughs> oh, my brain goes fast. I'll, I know. I'll jump around. Yeah. yeah. So basically someone here is agreeing with Thank you, you. Danny. Oh God. No, he doesn't. Thank you, Danny. Uh, let's see. All right. Yeah. Let's keep. Matt loves these combos. Danny's wrong. Um, <laughs> I kissed a succubus last night at the club, Connor camera. I think that Watched has happened you. to me. Yeah. Uh, someone that, someone here that clearly has issues. Uh, Warner. Yes. Yeah. I'm pretty <laughs> yeah. sure one has, bro. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, last one. Supernatural is top tier. Yeah, okay. I'm telling you, I'm losing right. a lot of respect. You got to give it a go. All right, uh, but no. So, but the, the whole and and another thing too. Somebody brought it up in the uh, in the sidebar. Uh, haunted dolls. I buy at least three of those a week from my local savers, and damn it, none of them move. Do they or do they come with a certain? Certificate of authenticity. I actually, oh, I make my own little certified haunted signs. 
okay. uh, that I that I put with the dolls, and it still doesn't work. I don't know. I don't know what's going wrong. Yeah. You don't believe enough is the problem, Ian. Yeah. That is what I've been told. You don't believe enough. Yeah. So that's you know that's that's an awesome that that's an awesome response. Is um, I have unmitigated, irrefutable proof that this is happening. But because you don't believe enough, it's not going to happen for you. It's like Wiley e. Coyote, right? Like. If he believes the ground is there, he can keep running. It's the moment he looks down that he falls. Right. That's me every freaking day. Yeah. I just, <laughs> I, I don't know. I, uh, uh, uh -oh. I the, the, the demon We're... stuff just, all right, come on yeah. now. Let's not, let's not. <laughs> he's he's really going to make, he's, he's really um, going to make this show controversy here. Yeah. I, um, I thought it was going to be me saying demons you know, are bullshit and you have self-reflection to do before you claim negative negativity in a haunted location. You know, it's it's interesting. I had a conversation today We uh, at my air salon, and we were discussing just in general, you know, the manifestations that we all could possibly produce if we believe enough, if you can get enough people to sort of jump on board with what we're seeing. It doesn't mean, and it kind of is to your point, though, it doesn't mean that the experience isn't happening. The experience yeah. is very well happening. We just don't know where that experience is coming from. And if you believe enough, if you get enough people to believe enough, and I think it's called, <laughs> I think, it, is it the Philip experiment, Rob? Yeah. Um, where you get, you you tell a group, right, enough, and, and everybody sort of gets that belief of, on the story or what the ghost is. Am I telling this right? Because it's, it is interesting to me that you can get enough people they to sort of believe a story, you yep. a story you could get something possibly going right there in front of your eyes, right? And so it's kind of like you're saying you get enough people to believe and to have that fear that the demons are there, but you know it is truly it in the end you I you have so much. There's so much to go through here, Ian, that you throw out yeah. and so much makes such perfect sense. It, for me, it resonates with me in, in a lot of ways. And and to what to your point, this does not discredit anybody's experience. We're not talking about discrediting your your experience. But why why is it in the end that we need to have such a belief system tied to this? What what? What is it just to carry us through until we die? Is that what? Oh, you need to say good night to Benny. Say good night to your good night, buddy. Have a good night. Be good, good to mom. Okay. I guess I should stop night, putting buddy. scary dolls on the screen. Love here. you. I'm sorry, Benny. <laughs> yeah, don't show scary dolls. <laughs> um. So yeah, you know what? When we hold on to these beliefs, you know, and, and people have really strong. Let's use Annabelle. For example, let's use that as an example. There is a lot of belief behind that doll and, and the stories that go with her. So when somebody or somebody's, because lots of people have had that creep factor, right? And that having that negative reaction to some of these particular items, you know, what what is it that like you talked about the shadow self you're talking about those demons that are in our darkest corner is that what an annabelle can, can annabelle's bring just out a mirror. Of you? 
Okay. Annabelle is just, it, it's a, it's a receiving it, it, it. To me, an object like Annabelle is a hundred percent, just this amplifying mirror, right? I am more than confident that if we were to take Annabelle into a vacuum and have 20 people that have never heard of the doll, never seen the doll and put them in, put them in a room with it, mm -hmm. it might be curious but no one's running out of there scared. Um, I, I think that, you know, there is, there, there is plenty of believe, uh, believers and there's plenty of um, foundational theory around spiritual investiture and, and cognitive investiture where, um, you know, enough people believe something to be true it can push in, push that energy and, and create that situation. Um, but to me, I, I just don't, I don't buy it. Um, I, you know, it's, it, it's like this, like people talk about demons and, and, and ghosts and malicious spirits all the time. Right. I, I'm going to say something pretty I guess, I don't know. It, it makes sense to me, but it's probably going to make a lot of people uncomfortable. But there'd be a lot more dead people in the uh, dead white people in the world if if ghosts hung out because they were angry or malicious. They, they just would. Like, it, there's there are locations and there are events that are so much more horrific, so much more grand in scale of atrocity that this doll, I'm sorry, it's just not, it's not going to carry the weight of, you know, World War II, World War One, Korea, Vietnam, uh, the, the atrocities that have happened on American soil. Like, it's just, it's not going to have the negative energy that, that would facilitate something like a demon, right? And all of these other places, things and objects haven't. You know, you know, it's uh, World War II Nazi gun collectors aren't plagued by nightmares and horrific images of all the people that were slain with these guns. But a doll is terrorizing Connecticut. Like, I just don't, I, I don't, uh -huh. I don't know. I, 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 uh, I just, I, I can't get on board. And I'm not saying people haven't experienced negativity there or, or malice there, but I just, I don't, I can't, I don't buy it. Well, again, I don't think you're discrediting experiences. You're just yeah. saying you don't necessarily believe where it's coming from or how it's sold, where it's yeah. coming from. Yeah. I think it's just a mirror. I, I think it's it, people are bringing their own expectations and bringing their own energy. Kind of like how I was saying with investigating earlier, people are going into an experience with Annabelle expecting negativity expecting demonic response or or demonic feeling and so it self-manifests they open themselves up and and they push out their energy and and that energy is tainted by some things they're struggling with and just amplified and thrown back at them have you ever spoken to an atheist about any of the belief systems of, you know, because I know they've done studies where they talk yeah. to atheist children about ghost experiences or paranormal experience opposed to children raised with great faith. And there, it's a very different experience. You know, it's not across the board, right? It's it, you do speak from what you are taught. That's, that is where a lot of mm -hmm. our experiences do come from. 
there we go. All right. I'm getting a, I'm getting a uh, grab stuff on the way home text real quick from the wife Aww. as she's putting Betty down. <laughs> um, you got things to do. Yeah. I um, if, For me, it's just, I, I've talked to atheists, I've talked to Christians, I've talked to uh, various different religious folks. And I think, I think one of the more interesting things is talking to atheists about it, right? Because the the true atheists, right? Not agnostics, not nouveau atheist, where you know it's just oh, there is just no Christian God. There might be other stuff, and it's not really you know like the true atheists. Like when we die, it's over, done, closed off, box sealed, no more existence. Um, those conversations have. I think more to do with the energies that we're imprinting around us as we exist mm -hmm. and kind of the, the ripples and the waves that we create just as how I would put it as spiritual beings, but how science would put it as mm -hmm. literal EMF generators. We are generating magnetic mm -hmm. waves. We are generating brain waves, delta, gamma, and alphas that are constantly pushing out of our body and, and minds. And in a scientific perspective, those are going to have residual results, right? So you have butterfly effect level response to this. Um, so there's very different, um, there's very different perspectives for the same exact thing. And I think that the language changes as you talk to different faiths, you know, um, but the core of it's all the same, which I think is hilarious. Um, you know, I'm non-doctoral uh, Christian. So if, if you want to call God as an amalgamous word, first off, it's not even the appropriate name according to Jo Christianity. Um, it is Yahweh. I am uh, uh, he who is am. Um, God is a very English term. Um, it isn't the correct name, but I don't I think it's just really kind of cool to have those conversations. But uh -huh. to your point, the atheists use science, brainwaves, and electrical fields as words for spirit, soul, and energy. So uh -huh. I don't think that the conversation changes much. We we like to add a different flavor to it to make it more palatable, but right. it's the same conversation. Right. So I think this is a, a good question. And so Courtney's asking for yourself, you haven't experienced it. If you haven't experienced, you don't believe it to happen. So are you more of a skeptic? I don't, oh, I'm so a... I'm just, I don't feel like you're a skeptic though. Like, I feel like everything you're saying, you're, I feel like you're just putting it into a place of, you know, there are experiences. Yeah. Well, you experienced um, experiences. You don't know. You you try to drop the knowing so you can just be in the experience. Yeah, so that doesn't and, necessarily and make you me, a skeptic, though, right? I well, here's the thing: is I kind of am, right? Um, I don't anticipate anyone to believe my experiences, and so I don't always anticipate to believe others. Um, now, that doesn't mean. I don't trust the person or empathize with the person or anything like that. I can say, wow, that's a, that was a crazy experience for you. And in the back of my head going, that wouldn't have happened to me if I was in the room. Mm -hmm. You would have experienced it while we were both in the room, but I wouldn't have experienced it. Um, so I just, I, I think that uh, I am a bit of a skeptic 
in a in a more traditional sense in that um i will look to debunk disprove and and push away far okay. faster from my own personal experiences um and i will do everything i can to strip my experiences down to find out if there was an underlying reason why i heard this saw this or um if i was in a head state to anticipate it or, or, or something along those lines and try to disprove myself and my experience very aggressively um but again i'll be honest it shouldn't matter if i'm a skeptic or a believer to anybody i'm talking to because at the end of the day your experience is your experience and my opinion doesn't mean shit. i, I am not I, I am not an arbiter of truth although i would love that role if we do the judge show um <laughs> I, I just i i uh, my opinion should matter so little to everyone around me when it comes to this because we really are only experiencing for ourselves and at the end of the day being at peace with yourself and what you've experienced is the only thing that really genuinely matters unless you're you looking believe, for clicks do you believe in ghost i so i think i have a problem with the word ghost um i don't i i think i believe in something ghost adjacent okay. right like i believe that there's some kind of energy there's some kind of lingering mm -hmm. um but the idea that there's this like fully conscious thinking being stuck on the material plane in astral form. I, I think my optimism won't let me believe that's possible uh, because that would be hell to me mm. uh, to, to travel the, I mean, this would be cane level, uh, damning like cursing um like you are cursed to walk the earth for all of eternity as an incorporeal insubstantiated uh just being unable to interact or interfere or or experience anything really outside of what you already have that would be such a horrific existence um so i hope that there's a degree of lack of consciousness and, and awareness um, and that it is a residual being, mm -hmm. uh, not necessarily a being that can grow, change and understand as time progresses. Um, yeah. So, I mean, ghost-ish, right? Like, I just, um, I just don't know that, like, I'm, I've never seen a, you know, a Victorian gown strolling across the walkway um, kind of ghost. And, and that's when I hear ghosts, that's what I hear. So then do you believe, Trevor's asking, do you believe in that residual energy though? Does that make sense to you yeah. to have something that could imprint in time and. Oh, there's definitely something there. There's yeah. definitely an energy. There's definitely something there. Um, I just, I don't know if ghost is the word I would use. I mean, I've used it in conversation because it's such an easy colloquialism. Um, and it's such an easy phrase to kind of throw out and everybody understands ish what you're talking about. Um, but when I actually like self reflect and talk to myself about it, 
Um, I'll usually say something more along the line of energy or spirit or, or mm -hmm. echo, um, not necessarily ghost. Rob? Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, what's there to add to that? He just pretty much hammered that out for us. Um, maybe it is their hell or it's their karma. You know, it could it, be. It could be. <laughs> Yeah, Rob. I mean, I'm sorry. I jumped right now. No, no. I was, I was reading this. Is, I was just reading one of the comments, but no, I get it. I get, I get where you're coming from. I think when we box things in with, um, you know, a classic definition of what a, of a, what a ghost is, it really limits the potential of the bigger, the much, much bigger picture that I believe is out there. Um, so yeah, it's an interesting it's an interesting approach and it's really hard to try to and I don't know if there's only one right answer, right? I don't think there's one right answer. It can be many many different things, but going back to something you said earlier, you know, where someone could experience something in a room that you didn't. We see that all the time um with with people mm -hmm. and you know, I I see people pin it on the human aspect oh well that person's more open or that person's more sensitive and um it just might be a you know paranormal experiences might be tailor-made to that person um or for that person so i don't know i don't know what the right answer is i think it's why we all do what we do but it is it's an interesting very interesting conversation well i think i think i don't know is the right answer right right um <laughs> because we don't mm -hmm. I agree yeah and it it definitely is m more than an hour conversation I think things that we have touched on tonight you could take those and make them their own topic and really dive into what all that really means where you can go with it um but to understand that we are are you a universe guy, Ian? Did we lose you? You're you're frozen. Yeah, he looks frozen as shit. Do we lose Ian? Him? Put a quarter in the meter, Ian. <laughs> uh -oh. Kim's like, I need that milk. Get home. Yeah, she's like, you're done, Ian. That's done. Well, um, he wasn't. He clearly wasn't allowed to answer that question. Ian, yeah. if you can hear us, jump out and jump back in. His camera was possessed. It is possessed. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Um, he said, on my way back. Um, and I agree, Melissa, there are no experts in the field. That is exactly correct. Um, there are no experts. Well, yeah, the first part is correct. Second part is not. Not everybody thinks they're an expert. Um, but some days it seems like it, but not everybody. Let's see, hoot. Some guests said they said it could be a time, no time thing. Yep. Very well could be. Mm -hmm. He definitely brings a, you know, he brings that sort of crashes, you, you kind of crash back down to earth with what he's talking about, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, so, you know, Trevor's comment earlier, he thought this was seek with your soul for a moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we kind of went up and then we kind of came back down. So this has been in a, a, a very uh, thought provoking hour. And oh, yeah. Yeah, it most certainly is. He, he said his laptop crashed 
Um, so uh, we'll see if he, we'll give him a few minutes here to see if he can. Um, and so, I'm curious too about demonologist and his thoughts on those. Yeah. And I will remind everybody that um, we have Nesper, <laughs> Annabelle's handler, will be signing our hoodies um, coming up for Haunts for the Homeless. We're going to bring those guys up soon in a couple of, uh, hopefully in a week or so. All right. Ian is back and he's moving. He's back. There he is. You're there. Hey, sorry about that, guys. You're good. You're a little quiet. Yeah, now you're quiet. I am. Okay. Let me uh, dial it up here. Is that better? There, there you, go. you go. Beautiful. Right. Um, Ian, everybody wants to know, I think for the most part, um, what is your thoughts about demonologists then? Uh, <laughs> so I think I really enjoy doing thought experiments, experiments myself. Mm -hmm. Um, I love studying. I love learning. I, I love lore. I love, um, learning the mythology, you know, Greek and Roman mythology is a a passion of mine. I, I love learning that growing up. Uh, looked into Northern European mythology and and loved learning about all the different uh, different fae and 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 all the different uh, demons that we had before Christianity. Um, I I just I I can't I, I I cannot anything that's associated with with demons demonology or anything along those lines, I think is such in, in the scope of existence and in the scope of humanity, right? The, the concept of a demon is so new. It's so new and it's so defined by us. I, I just, I, I think it's, um, I think it's a really fun endeavor. I think it's absolutely excellent that people are doing it and I encourage them to, you know, explore their passions and, and and really learn and, and maybe they can get some personal growth out of it and they can really go further um i i just don't think they're studying fact i i think that this is modern mythology that they're experiencing in real time um you know you go back to the celtic and druid religions uh of pre-judeo-christianity sweeping across europe um there were no demons there were fey um they were created by earth forces and 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 the and the spirits of uh the, the spirits of the ground and and of the sky and um yeah i think that um we've been plagued by things we don't understand and we can blame for all of the evil uh very quickly um if you go into like the conversations about modern day exorcisms um I mean, I, what I think is kind of some of the more startling evidence is since the acceptance and discovery of epilepsy, um, the Catholic Church has performed uh, about 1% of its normal exorcism volume um, since we've been able to medicate epilepsy. Um, I think that, you know, since we've stopped institutionalizing and uh locking postpartum women up uh we've also reduced the amount of exorcisms necessary um so 
do I think that we can become spiritually burdened or or supernaturally burdened with negative energy? Yeah, but I I, I think it's the dam in our own existence breaks and we become overwhelmed in a deluge of pain, suffering, self-hatred, and loathing comes pouring through our existence and just cripples us. I, I don't I, I don't think that there's a monster under the bed waiting to occupy our body because if there were, we'd, we'd have cases of just absolutely terrifying levels. Um, I mean, you figure, what was it? According to the Judeo-Christic Christian Bible, there's roughly 10,000 demons. I think it was 10, was it a thousand score? Or was it a thousand? That fell. Uh, that that fell. A lot. I, a I lot. believe it was ten. I believe it was ten thousand angels that fell with Lucifer, right? And so you know that's that's ten thousand demonic possessions that should be happening on the regular. Um, also, the fact that we have hundreds of thousands of simultaneous reports of demonic possession. Well, according to the belief structure of demons and demonic possessions, according to Judeo-Christianity, uh, they should be relatively limited in their capacity to to occupy uh, human bodies just by sheer headcount. Uh, oh. Not to mention the fact that it explicitly says, from a biblical perspective, um, that they can't possess human bodies. And in fact, they can't influence free will or take over the physical of of people so i just i don't know i, I demonology is a rough one for me i i can't i try to be respectful as much as i can because i know people do hold their beliefs in that regard uh -huh. Uh -huh. um very closely and there are a lot of people that invest way too much of their self-worth in their beliefs um because beliefs should be malleable and changeable. And as you grow and learn, they should also grow and change. Um, so yeah. Uh, that's but just because you share this thought and if somebody does have their, their belief and it's that great and important to them, what you say should not make a difference. It is a thought you are giving another side, another, you know, to expand the yeah. conversation you know that's what i we talk about this often you know if if i say this about an experience it doesn't invalidate what you're experiencing it's and Not it shouldn't all. make you feel defensive because mm -hmm. if you truly believe in what you just experienced i can't change that and to be super clear guys i admit i have a couple of drinks before i go on an investigation i'm sure <laughs> there are millions of people that have a problem with that <laughs> I am more than confident that there are plenty of people that are going to criticize me for that and and really look down on my investigations uh, because of that. I, I just don't give a shit. It's not personal. That's my method. It's how I experience it. You had your method, how you experience it. And we should yeah. be adult enough to respect that. Yeah. Well, and I, I think, you know, here's the thing that 
whether somebody agrees with your thought process, your your opinions here, or how you investigate. And the reality is, is you're very open and honest about this conversation. And I think that's a big difference on how some of us do investigate. We're not often super open and or honest about what it is we are doing or how we're doing it or what we're experiencing. So um, kudos to you for being open with that and talking about it. And hey, you know, you did state for the record that you do have a couple drinks because you do deal with ADHD. And so for you to kind of calm those those waves of that yep. ocean, you you do what you need to do. So no judgment, no judgment I mean, there from us. It's it's funny is is, is if you look in the kind of grander history of tapping into that higher energy. Um, you have cultures all throughout human civilization that have utilized different substances to try and open themselves up or, or expand their thought process. I mean, you have the ayahuasca down in South America, you have um, the different opium dens and things like that of, mm -hmm. of Eastern Asia. Um, you have the, uh, can't remember the name of the mushroom uh, all through Eastern and, and um, Northern Europe. Um, and so, I mean, I think it's it really peyote in, in some yeah. of the Middle Eastern areas and, and, and North America. So I think that for me, I, I don't know, I, I, mm -hmm. I think it's a lot less, a uh, lot, lot less severe than some of the other options. Um, mm -hmm. But for me, it just, it works. Yeah. So Trevor also suffers from ADHD. So he he's asking you, do you do shots or do you just drink a couple of, you know, are you just drinking a couple of smoked whiskeys? What are you doing? What is what's your what's your I am I'm a whiskey guy. And so more often than not on investigations, I'll I'll have it depends on how discreet I need to be. Um, you know, <laughs> whether I need to just pregame it or uh if I'm able to, you know, carry something in my back pocket throughout. Um, and the moment I start feeling my mind racing and things like that, just take another sip. Um, but yeah, no, I, I go straight whiskey. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a whiskey guy. I, uh, there you go, Trevor. Reserve if anyone's interested. It's a nice mid. You don't have an older, you don't have an older brother named Stacy, do you? <laughs> he reminds me of Stacy. You've got a, yeah, a vast wealth, vast wealth of knowledge. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's kind of fun to, fun to listen to. It's, um, it's, it's what happens when you pair up ADHD with autism. You, you get hyper focused at breakneck speeds, and so you, so you, you end up hitting a lot of topics. Yeah. Well, listen. I you know this is we hope we hope we would love for you to come back. Seek with your soul is a perfect chair for you. Um, and you know Wednesday lives. I think people would love to be able to pick your brain, Ian, a little more. Um, sure. You know, maybe we've got ask Stacy stuff. It might need to be, I don't know, hang with Ian for a moment and and see what what questions people have. I, I do. I love that um, he is built different, and and there's nothing wrong with that. You know, it it is nice and refreshing, and it does it. It is this conversation. The entire conversation has been thought provoking, and it does. It stops kind of you in your tracks a little bit and then go, okay, like I need to rethink some things. Um, I love that. And people on the side are loving you, Ian. And he is right there in Massachusetts with Warner Paranormal Preservation Society. Uh, how often do you guys go out and do events, Ian? So we are constantly doing, I mean, we're coming up to the dull season, but um, no, we have events pretty consistently. Um, we try to make ourselves available for private, um, you know, private events as well. 
Um, but between the House of Hurt and Pain, um, Heart Stuff Hall over in Rockland, and uh, of course, I got to plug our Wilson, our bash at Wilson Castle, uh, which <laughs> I, I do anticipate both of you coming to this year. It is our fifth anniversary. It's I wasn't invited. I wasn't yes, invited. you were. We <laughs> were both invited. I don't want to hear it. We were both invited the night that I believe, uh, in no, no, no. Or I believe you weren't invited. I, I need to receive um, an embossed something in the mail, oh, all that shit. Oh, he didn't like the verbal invite, Ian. He didn't yeah, like I'm the verbal fancy. invite. I'm, I'm bougie. <laughs> and we're trashy, so. <laughs> <sighs> I Look, Fine. I have a dunks in, in honor of, of, um, of Warner Paranormal Heart Stuff Hall. I, Ian was so kind to bring donuts in the middle of our our investigation for the VIP night, which was fantastic. Um, we love that. Um, yes, he don't don't play a violin for Rob. He was invited. They they everybody asked. Everybody was like, "You guys are coming, right, to the Wilson Castle?" I do. I don't have a hoodie. Don't even different. have a hoodie. Uh, you were offered a hoodie. You were actually offered that hoodie. Oh, and you took it? Yeah. No. <laughs> it was my hoodie that I offered you. Oh. You well, said no. I didn't know you wore it. Had you worn it already? I know. Dude. No, I wasn't repping any gear during events. All right. I try, I try not to embarrass Matt as much as possible. <laughs> no, I would have bought one. I'll buy one. I'm going to buy one. Um, but no, I'll be honest with you. We have, uh, we have the December um we have a december event coming up um matt if you're in the comment section please i am terrible 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 with dates yes matt um, jump in with dates bro come on yeah <laughs> maybe uh, matt doesn't know i'm trash at that i'll share the link all day long and i'll talk about what's going to happen at the event but i can't tell you what day it's going to happen um i think it's like december 4th or something 14th one of the numbers um one of those numbers yeah, yeah 14th is like a thursday Here's the thing. Check out Warner Pre Warner Preservation uh, Warner Paranormal, Warner Paranormal. Society on Facebook. Um, <laughs> Matt is amazing at posting everything. Um, yeah, so Matt offered. Oh, so that I did I not. Remember. No bullshit. I did not. He tried to give it to me for. Stop. Yeah. Uh, he tried to give it to me for free, and I wanted to pay for it. So I don't want to hear it, and I want oh, to pay. But for it. but do you see how he just was trying to make it sound like he didn't have a sweatshirt? Yes, sweatshirt? I was. You wicked pisser. Oh. Whatever. <laughs> the wicked yeah, yeah. holiday paraphernalia. Yep. I almost needed it when when I you know lost my wallet and everybody else was partying and I was stuck in fucking Boston, being almost murdered by people. That's, that's just being in Boston. You didn't have to follow it up. That's just assumed. Like oh, that comes with the that comes that, with, that comes with the package. <laughs> He's trying. Is this the guilt? Is this the guilt trip? This no, it's not trip. the guilt trip. It's this wasn't for you, Sarah. It's not all about you. Oh well, we love that. Right. It's not all yeah. about me, folks. Uh, no, I won't be buying one. I did not, Matt. Thank you. Thank you, Matt. Thank you so much for coming in. He actually, um, because I, I did, I pre-ordered a, a hoodie and he's for like, oh, you didn't, he, for myself, I did, I yeah, pre-ordered it for myself. Oh, Rob, and this is, this is common. My wife ordered her own hoodie without getting me one. Like my wife went in and put in the order. And then when hers arrived, I was like, Hey, did you get yeah. two? And she goes, well, I figured you'd order your own. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
I get it. Trust me. <laughs> yeah. Well, just anyways, I paid for mine. I paid extra for mine. I paid 60 bucks for mine. And Rob, you didn't take two free hoodies. You were offered two free yeah, hoodies and you I said, no, pay. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. Matt, put mine on the side. Medium. <laughs> oh, I, owe Matt, I owe Matt money anyway. Fuck Matt. You got to remind me that. <laughs> Jesus. We love you, Matt. All right, guys. Well, Ian, we would love to have you back. There is so much that we need to talk about. Um, welcome to our circle, Ian. Um, everybody loves you. Um, you know, and we do. We love Matt, too. Um yeah, there you Ooh, go. Look at that. That's so cute. That's so cute. I That's asked fun. Matt if if he and I are going to do a show together. He said no. So. <laughs> oh, I thought Matt was doing a show. Not with yeah. me. Yeah, no, not with me. Aw. That's too bad. Well, you I think it's actually have... probably for the best. Matt and I get along you... really well right now. <laughs> you, have, you have a platform whenever you want it, Ian. It's, it is great to have your voice heard in this. It's great to add these thoughts and these thought-provoking conversations into the paranormal. It is time that we start breaking some stuff down and really talk for those that want to make it to the next level, to want to move on from the status quo. Um, this is a beautiful conversation. So thank you so much for your time. Um, thank you for your support. We have really enjoyed seeing you come on uh, when we have gone live for Get Hunted. And pretty much every day, you can see Rob and I at some point. Oh, yeah. Either I'm, I, I'm, or I'm, I'm, I'm astounded at your dedication to streaming. I, I, <laughs> I, I don't know how you do it, honestly. I, um, I, I, well, I commend you guys tremendously for being able to do it. I, I would just forget. I'd, I'd be yeah. driving. The road. <laughs> we Turn just we don't we don't have anything else going on, so we just are always like, "You want to go live? Let's go live." So <laughs> that's what we do. We go live to to talk to everybody and and touch base with everybody. But uh, thank you so much. Let's get you on seek thank with you your soul. Let's get this conversation even deeper, guys. On the side, like always, we see you. We appreciate you. We love you. Thank you for supporting Paranormally Blonde and Rob. Um, and you will see us, I'm sure. We will be on live Wednesday, uh, Ian. So put that 1 p.m. Eastern time, midday, midweek. We'll be live with Sarah. job. It kills me. <laughs> well, we do once in a while, we'll do nighttime. But um, past that, guys, thank you so much. Please check that schedule on the Get Haunted public page network to see what's coming up with the P3 programming. Uh, I believe we have, we do have um, Trevor coming up Wednesday. Um, he's going to be talking about haunts for the homeless yes. and also his vacation that he took on the East Coast. He, I, he was in Massachusetts. So go check that out. Yeah. Check that out as well. So guys, we will catch you next Monday. Thank you. Peace. Thank you all.